3: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Teddy, Walt, Albert, and Cecilia. You all walk along the cold, snow-covered Arkham streets towards the house of Leanne Paddock in hopes of speaking with her father. The night is chilly, and Teddy leads the way. Do you, do you all mind, I mean, being a walking
0: city, I think we could just stop by the flower shop and maybe get some carnations or something, because he's going to be grieving
4: if she's not there. Uh, yeah, sure. Is it carnations you give to people who who've lost someone? I thought I thought it was, lily. Well, I lilies. was about to say I thought it was lilies, but I don't know. You're <laughs> the <forest. laughs>
0: No, what? lilies, carnations. I mean, I, I don't want to pretend I'm the expert. I've only I was born in the flower shop, but uh, you know, chrysanthemum, whatever uh, arrangement you want to make is fine with me, Albert. Why don't you just take the lead and uh, I'll give you my fucking gloves. When you say born in the flower shop,
1: <laughs> so like on the floor, like other flower shop? No, it was a, it was
0: a home birth. Uh, yeah, of course. So hmm. my parents owned the flower shop before me and. I was born there? Is that weird?
1: Today it is, Teddy. It is. The midwife came in. Okay. Today it is. But okay.
0: Okay. There's I was born in the flowers. Albert just knows what he read about them. Carnations are perfectly acceptable as a flower for someone who's grieving, Albert. Why wouldn't they be? They're they're beautiful and they're Does this
3: feel like practical? the most important detail to be focusing on right now? To me it does. Okay.
2: Imagine you're you're saying this as you're walking towards the paddock residence. The four of you like debating on the snow-covered street. Mm-hmm. You know, Teddy's like stopped.
3: <laughs> Teddy, come on. I, I'm just
4: trying to keep him busy enough so that we can get to the paddock residence without having to go to the fucking flower shop.
0: <laughs> yeah, we Amazing. we walked Great. we walked right by <laughs> blooms. Yeah, yeah, blooms oh, blossoms. No.
1: So, not to add any more discussion into the confusion right now, but God, I just. I can't shake the feeling that we should be going to that boy's house first.
3: Do you have an address?
4: Was his address
1: on that? Uh, yeah, Teddy, it's on the it's on the ID that you showed me. Remember?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. Well, tell you what, let's do it this way. Uh, which one's closer?
2: You all know the city pretty well, and I think you would gather that the Paddock residence, being at Birchcliff Crescent, is a little bit closer than Main Street. Especially now that you've already been walking and arguing for 20 minutes. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) About flowers.
3: (laughs) Is that a a real 20 or is that a five minute 20 minutes? Um, Okay, Uh, but Walt does have a point. i speaking to a grieving father about his child. Feels like a riskier play.
1: And what are we gonna tell him? His baby got up and walked out? Are we really gonna be the ones to deliver that news for I say we check on with the boy.
4: Teddy may be onto something. Yeah, all right. Maybe we do go by the flower shop. We get a bouquet, maybe a wreath, a wreath, something like that. We we go there and we say that uh, yeah, th- this is from the people of the hospital who just want to uh, express their condolences. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Cecilia, maybe you can just say that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, I mean, he's not going to know that the the hospital doesn't send nurses out to check on grieving relatives. I mean,
3: that's true, and and that seems like a, a a very smart way to kind of get in the door. I'm just wondering how we then get information like what was her favorite hiding spot where would she have gone
1: the boyfriend assuming it's a boyfriend may know
3: we get him to share
4: memories we get him talking i mean he you know pe- people people who are in pain they want to talk about all sorts of stuff that you know you give him an opportunity he'll 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 just talk and talk and talk and then just every now and then you know how it is you just guide the conversation where you want to go you just give a little nudge here and there
3: um okay i think uh I think I can do. I that. actually
0: have a wreath already made up, and then I can remake it for the customer. Why? It's a carnation wreath. Uh, it's beautiful. Just you know, the, the the darker and lighter hues of carnations, kind of, and it's perfect because you know, symbolizing like the innocence and it's a it's a child. So I think that the father would really appreciate the gesture.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Walt. It's appropriate, Albert.
1: I'm not a big fan of this one, guys. Sorry, I got to be honest. Walking up to a grieving father whose 15-year-old baby girl killed herself in a bathtub to go, hey, let's talk about childhood memories. I think we should start with the boy that was down in the... We'll do
0: lilies. You're right. We'll do
4: lilies. We'll
1: do lilies.
4: (laughs) Well, why don't we do this? Why don't you and I go to talk to the boy and, and his family... Yeah, you're right. I mean, grieving relatives—they have four strangers turn up at the doorstep. That's going to be intimidating. Yeah, you and I—let's go talk, talk to the boy's family. That way, yeah, you don't have to worry. I, about
3: I wonder if, um, if we might, since we split up, you know, one way last time, I wonder if we might, um, change <laughs> things up a bit.
0: Um, oh, so Cecilia, you want me, me and you go see the boy? Is what you're saying? Uh, like, kind of switch it up?
3: Albert, you seem to have such a good plan about how to how to guide a conversation. I wonder if you might be willing to come with me to uh, Leanne's house, and then maybe Teddy and Walt can go, too. Ooh, the look Walt gives you from underneath his hat. And then it's just like, <laughs> you, when you make eye contact with Cecilia, it's just like pleading. It's just it's like this,
4: this, like... Yeah, tease. yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just stop off at the flower store first, get the wreath, and then, yeah, yeah. T- Teddy and... Do you want
0: me to go like, by yeah, myself?
4: Uh, it seems oh, like... Oh,
3: no. I'm getting, like, a vibe. Maybe you don't want to go with me? Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? Carnations, I love carnations. Can we go look at these carnations in your shop? Yeah. Great. Yes.
0: <laughs> right over here. Right.
2: Your brief reprieve to the flower shop is gorgeous. It reveals a lot about Teddy. You see pictures of the family members behind the counter, Teddy shaking hands with none other than clark gable <laughs>
3: oh my god
2: and as teddy explains the photo you understand why
0: yeah it's uh it's amazing clark was in town shooting a movie and um he is like a, an aficionado for flowers i did a little private workshop for him and uh yeah it was uh, quite
4: an experience i imagine it was for both of you the,
0: you can see this is my specialty <laughs> the arrangements are beautiful like you would never expect uh, Teddy to be able to do things that are this stunning. This is like the work. It looks like at least ten people are doing this, but it feels like he's doing this on his own. Yeah, I spend all my time here. I just, uh, you know, it does get lonely and boring, but uh, it's important work, so, you know, I think we have a good wreath we can bring. And I'll kind of walk you over and, and say, um, I'm sorry, Miss Thompson. I'll make another wreath, and it'll be even better. And he'll take that uh, that carnation wreath
2: off you of like the pluck display. You the note off of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's like to my yeah. darling dead daughter. And just like <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's
0: on an easel. It. It's on an easel to be displayed at the funeral um, but he's gonna he's gonna grab that under his arm.
3: <laughs> Aw. Stop making him likable <laughs> all of a sudden out of nowhere.
0: That... <laughs> <laughs> Bridget will never buy it (laughs) Never. Um,
2: yeah and then the cutest little cat just comes out and wraps its legs around Teddy and Teddy this is your best friend in the world
0: yeah everyone meet Catalepsy
3: everybody (laughs) it's okay she's friendly Cecilia pulls Walt off a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm. I just. I can't. I can't with him. I just. I. I don't I think am you're so sorry at
1: all, Cecilia. I, I think this was pretty intentional. Why couldn't you choose I, Albert? Um, you know, she.
3: They thought she
0: was stillborn in the litter, but then she kind of sprung to life, and we just thought catalepsy was the perfect name. You
1: owe me for this, one, Cecilia. I, I don't do, even know you. But I, I owe you. owe you everything. You, you just I ask for anything, and it's yours. Oh my, Teddy, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The cat desperately wants to come with you and be the fifth <laughs> investigator on this.
1: Yeah, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> well, allergic. <chase> <laughs> oh
0: God, um, he he is going to pour some fresh milk for catalepsy before they leave.
2: It's alepsy, right? It's the, <laughs> the cat it oh, alepsy. The cat. Oh, alepsy
0: would be a yeah.
2: No, it, the whole name's catalepsy. <laughs> this is my catalepsy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. L so L-L
0: for <laughs> L for short. L for short.
2: So you leave the flower shop. You're now a stone's throw from the paddock residence. Are you all going to go together, deliver the wreath, or are you still going to split the party? Always a good idea, by the way.
1: Teddy and Walter are going to split the party. We're going to... Yeah, we love to split. Give them the wreath.
2: He is going to, like,
0: hold on to it awkwardly as you take it away, um, but then I'll let
3: Teddy? it go. Oh. Yeah, th- yeah, you take it. It's, I, you, it's really well done. It's beautiful. You did a great job.
0: Yeah, I did. I wrote down some instructions for care. I know you won't
4: have it very long, but take these with you, too. Oh,
3: yep. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Teddy, this is a beautiful wreath. I I mean, I I, I can't wait to die so I can have a wreath like this on my coffin. Just like this. Yeah, we'll all look forward to that.
1: Come on, Teddy, let's go.
2: Yeah, Teddy and Walt, you head off into the snowy night towards the Horton apartment, or at least the address that you have. As Cecilia and Albert, you continue heading up the street to the Paddock residence. Cecilia, Albert... The House of Arthur Paddock sits in line with a series of other townhomes in the northern strip of Arkham. The simple brown brick facade faces the street as you walk up in the now glistening moonlight reflecting on the white snow. The street is eerily quiet, as if it's been waiting for your arrival.
4: Maybe we we both say that we work for the hospital. We were moved by what we saw, the plight of of the family, of the Paddock family, and that we had a collection in the hospital and took it upon ourselves to get this wreath and bring it round and express our condolences. You you reckon that's going to work?
3: I think that that's wonderful. You are remarkably good at lying. Look, I'm a salesman. Oh, okay. That tracks and comforts me a bit. (laughs) Yes, uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, All right. um, uh, I can lead us off if that's okay
2: yeah the house is lit up as you approach the stone steps to the front door of this sort of row of brown stone townhomes seems like somebody is still awake
3: okay um so Cecilia, will walk up to the door give one last look uh to albert for like a let's are you ready um
2: <laughs> he's like drinking the alcohol in his <laughs> Okay, you want mint
3: uh i'm, I'm okay I'm, I'm fine. Thank you, though. And then once, once Albert looks, <laughs> looks ready, uh, she will knock on the door. <laughs> or ring the bell. Whatever situation there is. Yeah,
2: perfect. You do both at the same time.
3: <laughs> yeah, just like spamming the doorbell and pounding yeah. on it. <laughs> bing a
2: bing a bing 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 Yeah, you knock on the door. You hear it reverberate inside the, uh, the house. And after a few moments, the door opens. Standing before you is a tall, well-built man of intimidating stature. He has a thick white mustache, but his eyes are deep and tired and wet with tears. He looks you up and down, Albert, and then looks towards you, Cecilia, and immediately his sort of furrowed brow softens, seeing the attire that you wear under your winter coat. Uh, how can I help you?
3: Mr. Panic? Yes? Um... My name is Cecilia. I work at the hospital. Um, this is my coworker, Albert. We, we just wanted to express our condolences for your loss. Um, took up a collection and, and um, got you this. And she holds up the wreath.
2: Yeah, and his hands sort of stay by his side for a moment. There's this sort of awkward pause as he studies your face trying to hold something back and then you see his eyes begin welling with tears as he reaches forward and, and takes the wreath from you tenderly softly. He says Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he steps back into the room leaving the door open and places the wreath on a table in the front and he says If you'd if you if you'd like to come in I can make you a, a, a cup of coffee or something.
3: Um. That, that would be lovely. If, if we wouldn't be
4: intruding.
2: Oh, I, uh, I could use the company. And he shuts the door behind you. Meanwhile, Teddy and Walt, you arrive at your destination, quite a bit more south from where you were. You see it. Ackerman's Books. It sits off the main street of Arkham, tucked neatly between an antique store and a vacant bar called The Griffin. And as you exit, you see the dim yellow light shining between the tall stacks of books through the front window. This is the address, and yet, this is not an apartment.
0: Oh, um, maybe this kid was born in the bookstore? Kind of the way I was born in the flower shop?
1: It's the only explanation, honestly. The only too. explanation. <laughs> <That's> fucking amazing. <laughs>
0: okay, well, let's, uh, let's head in then. Are they, are they still open? Does it look like it's yeah. open? Okay.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: Hey, before we head in, can you hand me the wallet, please?
0: Do you, well, can I ask you something just uh, in confidence?
1: He'll stop, and he's going to give you the most patient look he can because he knows <laughs> the bullshit is inbound.
0: Do you, do you get the, any sense that Cecilia and Albert don't like me? Are you picking up anything like that? Because I had a weird vibe back in the shop.
1: No, that's fair. I, that's fair. He's going to cross his arms uh, over his chest. Um, Teddy, I don't know you really well. Um, we don't know each other very well. Uh, right. So um, I need to ask you a reverse question before I proceed forward with answering yours, if that's okay. Uh, sure. Are you a person that wants the honest truth, or do you want me to make you feel good in this moment?
0: No judgment. Okay. Well, I think you answered my question. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but maybe we paired off the right way, so it's you know, silver lining to everything, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a silver lining to everything. Are you going to be able to um, roll all of that emotion back enough for us to go forward here? Or do you need a... a Oh, yeah, that's... uh,
0: No, the tears are from the cold. It's fine. No. (laughs)
1: Okay. Your nose is red, and I was just... I didn't... Okay.
0: No, when it gets really cold outside and I've been drinking, I just tear up sometimes. It's um, (laughs) not like emotion.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Teddy, for what it's worth, you've done great work.
0: Thank you. Yeah, work is my life, I guess. Uh, I was homeschooled, too, uh, because, you know, the flowers had to get pruned. Um,
1: you know what? When I go back home, I should take you on a circuit of Harlem. I bet I could show you a good time.
0: <laughs> oh, I've never been. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. No. You. You made me feel better, Walt, about everything. I think. So let's. Uh, let's go in. And do we need to lie to these people, or can we just be. Be straight with them? Mm,
1: it depends. That's why I want the wallet. I figure if push comes to shove, we can always do the hey, we're returning a wallet.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know a little about architecture too. So if we need to kind of come up with a story. <laughs> We can, uh, we can maybe act like we're from a magazine. I don't know. Well, let's just play it by ear.
1: You know, how about we just don't overthink it? Uh, we just don't okay. overthink it. Okay. Yeah,
0: let's head, head right on in.
2: <laughs> the wind whistles loudly as you pull your coats up to your chins, sheltering as much wind as you can as a peppering of snow continues to dust the walkway before the store. You do notice just before entering that around the left side of the building is a set of iron steps leading to the second story. You enter the shop and are greeted by the familiar and comfortable scent of paper-bound books. Between large shelves, you see a small desk in the back and a single yellow lamp illuminating the vacant chair behind the desk. A bell that sits says, ring for service.
0: Shall we ring the bell? Bu- okay. Yeah. That's good. Good, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
2: Yeah, and after a few moments, you see sort of a meek-looking figure peek out from the back. He's wearing thick-rimmed glasses. He's got sort of a um, light brown hair. He's wearing a, a pea coat, almost like a three-piece suit. And he sort of says, uh, yes, uh, how, how can I help you? And he sort of walks out and, and bumbles up towards you. In fact, he's kind of holding a book, his finger pressed between the pages as if he was just reading and, and keeping his place.
0: Hmm.
1: Hey, good evening. We are so sorry to bother you unannounced. Um, we were given this address for an Eddie Horton. Is he here?
2: Oh, uh, Eddie. Uh, well, well, he rents r- the room up above. Um uh, he's, he's, he helps out here every once in a while He's in, qu- quite a nice little boy Yes, I, I, uh, uh, Eddie's not working at the moment But he does live upstairs If you'd like to speak with him, I suppose he, he might be home
1: Well, I appreciate that Is that access through here or outside?
2: Oh, no no, 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 He'd be outside there's, no, uh, there's a set of steps that lead up around the left side of the building and, uh,
1: Thank you for your time, we appreciate it
2: Of course, uh, cheers And he turns around and heads to the back
0: I
1: wonder if Miss Pennington shops here
2: Yeah, you head back out into the blistering cold again, the snow falling slowly, and you begin to ascend the iron steps beside Ackerman's books. You sense the wind begin to die along the side of this house, causing the cold to sit stagnant and bitterly cold on your jackets. Mm -hmm. And as you slowly ascend the steps to the apartment, you begin to see the door at the top. Testing it, it is unlocked, and you're greeted to a dark and short hallway. It looks like at the end, maybe a janitor's closet. And then along the right wall, there is a single apartment room. The door to which is ajar.
0: Can we do like a knock and peek on the door that's ajar?
2: Yeah. You head in, shutting the door to the cold frigid air behind you. This dark hallway, and you knock on the door, and as you do, it sort of swings open slightly. Immediately, you're greeted by a large, dark shadow strewn across a dark blue wall, and the smell of wet blood fills your nostrils. Before you is the body of a young man laying splayed against a messy couch a shadeless lamp clutched in his hand. This is a torn and disfigured body. Cecilia and Albert, you are sitting on the couch in the front hall of the paddock residence, sipping a medium cup of coffee. And, uh, it was in the bath. I couldn't imagine just seeing her there. It was like... It was like it wasn't real. I tried to, uh, I tried to pull her body at first out, but she was just so lifeless.
3: I think Cecilia is at his side, you know, like petting his hand a little bit, you know, giving a little bit of 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 human touch. Uh, Mr. Paddock, I am so so sorry. It's impossibly hard to lose a child, but to see her like that, I can't. I can't even imagine.
4: Was, uh, the, the, the important thing at a time like this is is not to dwell on, on the horrors that you've seen and you know, thinking of, of Leanne there and her, her last minutes as you found her there. Instead, think of her as she was when she was alive. Think of her as... As the daughter you remember, the things you cherish about her, hold on to those. That's what's important. What, what are your happiest memories of Leanne? Tell us about who she was in life.
2: You're, you're very right, but I, I think it's still a little too f- too fresh. But thank you, uh, Mr. Bruckner. I understand. I understand. Anyway, uh, I don't want to waste your night. I, I, I'm sorry this was such a... I just haven't had it much... Time to really let it sink in.
3: Uh, n- not a waste at all, no, Mister Paddock. This might be a bit forward. Um, if we could be of help, I'm not sure with her room at all. It would be our pleasure to to organize some of her things or or take them out of here if you if you're having
2: trouble doing that. Give me a persuasion roll with a bonus die.
3: Uh, yeah, happy to, happy to. It is an extreme success. Nice.
2: I rolled a seven. Hotness. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Yes. No, it's great. Yeah, he he like snaps towards you, Cecilia, and he's like, "That would be immensely helpful, actually. Please, I can't bear to go up there right now, but I just know, you know, all of this. I just keep thinking about what happened to her and, and the baby and Eddie and all of this shit that came down upon her. She didn't deserve that. It's it's his damn fault, you know."
3: Um, I'm sorry. The, uh, the baby?
2: Well, well, yes. That's. I'm sorry. Was that not... Oh, well, she was. Uh, she had been with child uh, recently, and uh, you know she was far too young, so we gave it away uh, to to an orphanage. And she was. I oh, know. She was distraught. I, I'm sorry. I thought I thought that's what you knew. I thought you knew
4: that. No, no, but but you did. You did the right thing.
2: Of course, she's too young to ruin her life. Yeah, yes, of course. Of and this course. this boyfriend of hers, this Eddie, who thought that they could be something. I mean, are you kidding me? This this little pissant coming here, pretending that... You know, sorry, I don't want to get riled up.
4: No, I understand. I, have, have you, with everything that's happened, do you think that perhaps you might want to visit the the baby, you might want to I, I, I know it was a difficult time for you and
2: You see sort of this stoic nature wash over him as he sort of sits upright and he says No, no That's over and done with Taking this child away from her, which was the right move Cost me my daughter I couldn't bear the idea of taking it back now after all this is done.
4: Don't t- get me wrong, Mr. Paddock. I'm not talking about you taking the baby back. <laughs> I, I'm talking about, you know, we're, we're here to help you in any way you can, and I understand that you. Because of everything that's happened, you can't go and see the child. You can't make sure the child is all right because, yes, like you say, all the pain that's tied up with that. But that's the good thing about us being here. We're here to help you. We can do the things you can't. And we can go and check that that last bit of Leanne that's in the world, that last spark of her that's there, is flourishing.
2: Yeah, give me a fast talk (laughs) yeah why don't you give me a fast talk can i can
3: i help with this
2: sure yeah
3: you know there are a lot of women who have lost children that i see in the hospital and life in an orphanage can be can be rough on a child um i i would be happy to to try to connect the you know um the, the the child with a a loving home someplace that will take good care of it
2: yeah why don't you give me a role, albert i'm gonna say it'll still be a hard success um because you can tell kind of every time you're like mm-hmm. hey life in an orphanage can be hard it's just like kind of wounding him because he was the one that was like send it to an orphanage and then his daughter died so it's kind of like one of those things where you're like oh this will help but it's actually kind of <laughs> yeah. not hurting but it's not making it feel better <laughs> so yeah why don't you give me a role, albert um we'll still balance it out uh, and make it a... Ooh.
4: <laughs> that is not a success. Um...
2: Yeah, I don't think he's... Like, he stands up, and he's not offended. He's just like, let me let me think about that for a second, yeah. okay? I just need a moment. And he sort of excuses himself to a study in off the main room. He opens the door, and he's just like, oh, her bedroom was upstairs. I'll help yourself. And he enters the study and shuts it behind him.
3: Ooh. Well, let's... um take what wins we can get I suppose
4: Uh, yeah I just wonder I just wonder if there's going to be any paperwork around here that might relate to
3: which orphanage?
4: yeah maybe just some correspondence something like that if Leanne's going to go anywhere if she's going to be looking for her baby
3: Maybe she would have kept something in her room that would that would have the name of, of, of the orphanage or, yeah, correspondence with them.
4: I'll tell you what. Why don't I go up to her room and take a look up there? And perhaps you just maybe, you know, you say that you're waiting down here because you saw Mr. Paddock was upset and you just want to make sure he's all right. But while you're waiting for him to come out, I mean, just maybe take a look for any Correspondence or anything like that from the orphanage, just so we know which one it is. Um,
3: all right, I can do that.
2: Yeah, Albert, you creep upstairs to see the small hallway of this townhome. You know, it branches off to the left and right. Right is a small wash closet, and two bedrooms sit off to the right. As Cecilia, you sort of linger around and and rifle through some pieces of paper quietly. Why don't you give me a roll, Cecilia, for a spot hidden? And Albert, as you continue moving up through this hallway, you see sort of a small room that has a number of boxes sort of outside of it. And you just see an open one on the top with nursery items, you know, all boxed up, pillows and small toys. And uh, and you stand on the brink of what you would imagine to be Leanne's, bedroom cecilia did you succeed
3: uh yeah i rolled a 25 which is a hard success nice
2: hells yeah <laughs> yeah you you leaf through a number of um pieces of mail and you do see some correspondence to something called the longdale house
3: that feels like something you might name an orphanage it really does
1: for some reason mm-hmm. when you said it i was like that feels orphanagey <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's my bread (laughs) and butter. Making things feel like they're things when they aren't things. (laughs) Albert, Leanne's bedroom is a sad sight. It depicts a girl too young for the weight that was thrust upon her. Her room is still very much that of a young child, but there are signs of suffering from a severe tragedy. You enter and feel this overwhelming weight of sadness for her. Sitting on her bed, immediately catching your eye, you see a teddy bear with a note pinned on it that just says, To my darling, Eli. Walt and Teddy, this sight is before you. The blood is almost at the tips of your shoes as it sort of leached across the carpet to this small apartment. The two of you are standing there looking at this horrific sight. Why don't you both give me a sanity roll? Oh,
0: yes. Gladly.
2: I rolled a 90. Take 1d6 sanity. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Or
1: something yeah. on the D- d20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that.
2: <laughs> a one, of course. Nice.
1: Uh, Walt got a hard success for whatever that's worth.
2: Walt, seeing this sight doesn't turn your stomach. Why? What happened in Walt's past that doesn't make you as nervous for what you're about to see?
1: I mean deals go bad sometimes right corrective measures have to be taken sometimes right i mean business is tough
0: are you saying this out loud no
1: this is me talking
4: to the keeper (laughs) 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 saying it out loud while looking teddy straight in the eye
1: you know teddy death is a part of life and you know if you work in the industries that i work in seeing a dead body mauled to death on the floor like that's a soft tuesday in harlem what are we talking about
2: Walt, as you see this, you're taken back to a moment in your life. What does Walt recall?
1: Mm, This is um, when Walt was first introduced um, to, quote-unquote, the game. That's probably when he was running numbers, around six or seven. That's probably when he first got introduced um, into this society, into this world. And someone was cheating the tickets. And his boss at the time thought it was important enough for him to see, at a young age, what happened to people who stole from the block. This body isn't Isn't in a condition as much dissimilar to what That crew did to Jerry Um, At least Walt didn't have to sit Through this one uh, and watch it actively Happen he's just walking onto it after the fact
2: And you see Walt as you kind of recall this You see Teddy you know bracing Himself in the doorway you know
0: Jesus Christ Ah. Holy shit Holy shit (sighs)
1: <sighs> Watt's going to pull the handle of that door uh, Not all the way shut because he's afraid of will lock But he will just pull it where that smell isn't wafting out as strong uh, And where Teddy doesn't have line of sight
0: We gotta call the cops
1: uh, I think the first thing we need to do is make sure you're okay
0: Holy shit I mean okay, no, but I, I, I'm not going to pass out or anything
1: Do you want to step back on the balcony? Let some of that cold air hit you in the face?
0: Do you want me to step back out onto the balcony?
1: No, Teddy, what I want you to do right now is be operating at your highest level of functionality, and I don't think you can do that with the shaking and the shivering right now.
0: Okay, maybe i just... I'll step into the room and go to the far corner for a minute and just kind of take some deep breaths. Uh.
2: Yeah, Teddy, you enter, your feet squishing on the wet, blood-soaked carpet, and you walk over to the corner, dragging mud and evidence over with you as you sort of stand in the corner, breathing heavily, nervously.
0: I'm gonna imagine my perfect day. Uh, Just give me five minutes. Uh, I'll be okay.
2: Walt, this scene is splayed out before you. What do you do?
1: Walt doesn't want to be in a room with this body uh, longer than he needs to be and he doesn't know how long Teddy is gonna be able to keep his kibbles down or that apple pie that he had earlier this evening. So um, (laughs) They didn't have apple. It was rhubarb. That's not my perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: the perfect day involves apple pie with ice cream, a la mode.
1: <laughs> this is Let's Get In and Let's Get Out. Uh, he has no shame on turning on the lights right now. Cool. The additional illumination is going to help, and this is a residential uh, apartment. So let's turn on the lights, and let's see what we can see, and then get the hell out of here as quickly as possible.
2: Yeah, you flick on the lights, and you see, again much more illuminated now the body of a young boy, 15, 16 years old perhaps it looks like it's been torn at its abdomen a large chunk has been sort of shredded out of it and it does seem like perhaps there was a chunk taken out of its neck but it looks almost like a bite and as you sort of scan around the room why don't you give me a spot hidden
1: I'd be so unhappy to do that (laughs) for you regular success
2: Because of what you discovered at the morgue, you're looking for certain things. Immediately your eyes fall upon an older wound, not by much, a few hours perhaps, on his arm. A scratch not dissimilar to the heavy one that's torn out of his stomach, but one that would most likely, if done with enough force, cause that blood spray pattern that you saw on the wall. In your mind, placing Eddie at the morgue. Walt, as you're sort of studying this information and looking, there's sort of a cacophony of blood and gore that's starting to make you feel a little overwhelmed. Not nauseated, but like, you could use Teddy. Teddy, you feel Walt needing you, but you are eyes closed, dreaming of your perfect day. What are you dreaming of?
0: Teddy is walking away from Bloom's blossoms as it burns. And he has the cat cradled in his arms. And they're going to go south to where it's warm and leave this life behind. Wow. He is fulfilling his parents' dying wish for him to take over the business. But it's just been shackling him to Arkham. And he's ready to get out.
2: And Teddy, with that feeling washing over you your eyes squinted hard your teeth gritted it just envelops you with that sense of confidence and justification that you would feel in that moment and when you snap out of it you feel like a different man
0: maybe we should burn the scene
1: <laughs> has like a handkerchief over his nose and his mouth he's like kneeling on his tippy toes so his heels aren't in the blood and he's looking at this wound and all his just head turns very slowly <laughs> Uh, Teddy, there's a bookstore directly beneath this building.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Um, I was just daydreaming. Uh, yeah, we, we we shouldn't burn it down. No. Why would we do that?
1: Teddy, can you help me? Can you just help me do a sleep? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll handle the body if you don't want to deal with that. But let's see if we can find anything that ties Mr. Horton to Leanne Paddock. How about that? Can, can we get you hyper focused on that? Let's do that. Okay.
0: Did you know there are flowers that smell like rotting flesh? What
1: flowers are those, Teddy?
0: uh, Amorphophallus titanium. Amorphophallus
1: titanium. (laughs) That's the uh, the corpse flower, right? Yeah, doesn't it remind you? It, it, just, it does. <laughs> if I can keep him talking on this bullshit to get him searching, that is what Walt
2: is going to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to give you advantage to spot hidden, Teddy, because you're, like, laser focused in, in like, talking about flowers. Uh-huh. Well, why don't you give me a medical roll? <laughs> uh, and, Teddy, yeah, give me a spot hidden with bonus die.
0: All right. I have a regular success on the first one. And we have upgraded to an extreme success. With Whoa. The, Holy shit. The one yeah
2: amazing and walt you're uh, walt
1: has no medical background whatsoever that one's <laughs> not even close
2: yeah fair enough you're just like i don't know what i'm it's doing a, here it's a dead
1: body <laughs> that has been mauled at the stomach the neck and has a laceration on his arm i can at least relay that to the good nurse
2: Yeah, and you can, like, take 20, right? Like, while Teddy's doing his shit, you're just, like, staring at this body. And even if you can't necessarily comprehend or rather, like, utilize the information, you can still gather it. So you sort of just take in notes about this body as you're sitting there. Meanwhile, Teddy, you're scouring the room. You notice a number of things. You notice that there are bloody footprints that are not yours. In fact, they look like bare feet, as they are walking out of this room, dragging some of that blood back into the hallway. Teddy, you come across a crumpled note on the desk, and as you pick it up, you notice that it's from Eddie.
0: Yeah, uh... My dearest Leanne, this must be the tenth letter I've written you. Your father will not allow me to see you, and I'm desperate to comfort you. He's told me about what happened with Eli, and in my anger, I tried to hit him. He won't allow me to even know you're all right... I considered getting the police involved, but considering your age, uh, I've been trying to find out where he would would have taken Eli, maybe a family friend. Oh, Leanne, I wish I could hold you, feel your warmth again, tell you everything's going to be alright. I think he must have sent our boy away somewhere, and I think I know how to find out. Once or twice I caught a glimpse of him coveting something in his office drawer. I watched him from the front window in his office, looking at a letter in tears. When I rang the bell, he nervously shut the drawer and locked it. I'm going to try to see you tonight, and I'll force myself into his office if I need to. He's my boy too, and I need to see him. Eddie, you think that that Albert and Cecilia are in danger?
2: Meanwhile, Cecilia, you are rooting around in these drawers, and you hear sort of a bump-bump from the office next door.
3: I'll, I'll get my hands off whatever it was I was, you know.
2: And seconds later, the door opens, and he sort of walks out red-eyed. Oh, I thought you were going to look at uh, Leanne's room.
3: Yes, I'm so sorry. I, I um, was looking for the restroom. I didn't want to bother you.
2: No worries, son. It's upstairs.
3: Oh, ugh, s- silly me. Um... Are you all right? I, I know that that's a ridiculous question to ask.
2: I have a lot of regret. It's difficult. Where I'm at right now, wondering if what I did was the right thing. And he walks to the kitchen, which is sort of like... The living room is where you entered, you know, you sort of got to sit right down from the front door. And to the immediate right of the front door is this office that he's just come out of. Along that same wall, maybe five, ten feet down, is the doorway leading into the kitchen. And he pushes past you, kindly, and says, I'm going to make another cup of tea. Would you like one?
3: Oh, yes, that would be lovely.
2: And he enters the kitchen out of sort of sight and enough of earshot that you can still hear him as you stand in the living room.
3: I think i want to semi follow him into the kitchen i'm going to stand in the doorway though i'm not going to actually enter it and i'm going to hope that albert will come downstairs and i'm just going to keep mr paddock engaged in conversation as much as i can um if there's like pretty china in the kitchen somewhere you know just like anything
2: amazing yeah perfect so you begin talking to arthur paddock meanwhile albert you are holding this teddy bear this gift meant for her child a child which she never got to hold Mm. and this room fills you with an overwhelming sadness as you sort of feel like you're almost intruding on this young girl's life
4: albert doesn't want to spend any longer in this room than he has to but this teddy bear could be useful if the girl's out there somewhere and she's in a troubled state of mind because she's looking for her son maybe this teddy bear will remind her of something if it's small enough Albert's going to try to tuck it into his coat
2: yeah, very, you tuck it in next to the pen and the rock that you took and the alcohol Goodness. and <laughs> yep. all the things you took in this guy's house.
4: Pockets all the way down both sides of the inside.
0: Of his <laughs> Bag of
2: holdings. Just like shuffle out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you tuck it in easily to your coat and, uh, and again, you're standing in this young girl's room.
4: I just want to get out of here.
2: Yeah, Albert, you turn around and you head out of the room, heading back down the stairs to hear Cecilia talking almost uncomfortably loud to the father in the kitchen.
3: When I become aware of him behind me, I'm kind of leaning up against the door so that one of my arms is like a little bit hidden and I'm gonna make like a stop, like stop motion to him and then start pointing at the office door.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, kind of like hidden or like obscured by the mm. wall.
4: I'll see whether I can sneak my way around to the office.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's too tough. I think through Cecilia's clever coordination of like, "Hey, stop, wait, move now," she sort of orchestrates you to pass by the door as the you know the father's back is towards you. I want to give you inspiration for that, Cecilia. I really like that. Ooh, that was really fun. Didn't realize um, Cthulhu had inspiration. What do they call it? A bonus mm. die? Oh yeah, bonus. I want to give you a bonus die to use whenever you want.
0: don't be too kind because we run games for the same people
1: and they (laughs) don't don't. want
0: (laughs) to set a precedent of (laughs) kindness here it's got to be totally negative all the time
2: (laughs) albert you enter into the study and uh you're sort of at a loss i guess
4: yeah particularly seeing as this isn't really albert's forte. he's good at getting into places he's not really that good at searching the money's in but i guess i'll take a look around and see whether there's anything of interest
2: you poke around pretty quickly and quietly you see a writing desk with a number of books there's a small armchair in the corner that looks comfortable for reading and a light above it the only thing that strikes you somewhat odd is that the desk drawer is locked you give a little pull and it seems unable to be opened
4: well I'm sure we can fix
3: that
2: (laughs) yeah why don't you give me a lockpick roll
3: Come on, Albert.
2: Cecilia, meanwhile, the father's kettle is kind of boiling and he's like, alright, well, I'll fill up our cups. And he goes to like, almost step towards you as to push past you to the living room. Yeah,
3: as soon as he kind of moves anywhere towards the door, Cecilia will kind of like, stand directly in front of him, will take both of his hands in hers and say, Mr. Paddock, you said that you should stop beating yourself up and I think, I think that that's true. You're, you obviously loved your daughter very, very much. And everything that you've done was to protect her the world can be very cruel and it's completely understandable what you've done
2: Mm -hmm. i think that's brilliant i don't even think you need to roll i think like he totally buys it he's just like his eyes well with tears again he's like yeah yeah albert what did you get
4: i got a 64 over 60 but i am happy to spend four points of luck to turn that into a success
2: brilliant Absolutely, and with a click, the drawer springs open. You're greeted with a number of odd trinkets, nothing that jumps out, but a letter that's opened on the top does seem to speak to you. It says the Longdale House on it. I shall take a look. You open the letter.
4: Dear Mr. Paddock, This letter is being sent to assure you of Eli Paddock's safe arrival at our orphanage. We greatly appreciate the care and time you took in researching our home and know that Eli will find friendship, love and care within our humble walls. As is custom in rare cases such as yours, we urge you to remind your daughter that her child is being cared for and loved as if it were in her own arms. Wishing you and your family the best... God bless, headmistress. And it does have the address as well.
0: That's actually her name.
1: Headmistress.
0: <laughs> yes. Headmistress.
2: Hedda. Hedda uh, mistress. Heddamistress. <laughs> mistress. <laughs> I'm Hedda. <headem. Headem> mistress.
4: <laughs> the address is given as Chesson Cook. Do I know where that is in relation to Arkham? It's about an
2: hour away. Well,
4: I'm a traveling salesman. I have a car and I've got a buff base and drive auto. I can get us there.
2: Hold on, Chess and Cook. Where the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> fictional, just fictionalize it. Make up something. It's bullshit. actually a suburb of Arkham. It's like next door. It's a walking city.
3: Oh, next door. Chess and <laughs> Cook. <country.
2: It's laughs> walking, it's a walking uh, state. Massachusetts,
3: it's a walking state.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia, you hear Albert exit the office oh. and sit in sort of the living room. I appreciate it so much, Nurse Hammond.
3: Um. It's it's my pleasure. I can't. Uh, this must be such a difficult time. Um, let me help you. And she'll like help out with like whatever teacups or whatever. Um.
2: Yeah, he he like brings these. Like, Thank you. Heads in the other room. And like, gosh, I I could really use help around here. Oh, did you did you end up looking in in a room, uh, Mister Brockner?
4: Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, we can take those boxes out if you want. There, there aren't that many of them. Maybe two trips so i I'll, I'll bring the car around, and it's all right uh,
3: we could maybe come back tomorrow i mean it, it has it's getting very late, and we don't want to impose too much on you
4: yeah i I'll, I'll bring the car around tomorrow to pick out the boxes and we can take them off to yeah I'm sure the hospital has got some kind of charitable scheme whereby. Her belongings can go to those in
2: need. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm I'm fairly tired, as you can imagine. And he sort of walks to the front door and opens it and says, Look, I appreciate you both sincerely coming by and bringing that wreath. It means a lot to me. And I know it would mean a lot to my little girl. No, just nod gravely.
3: Thank you for your time, Mr. Paddock, and, and we will we'll see you again.
2: And he nods, and the two of you exit once again into the frigid night. Walt and Teddy... And, Walt, as you've been sort of staring at this body, you notice something sticking out from behind it.
1: Oh, God. He looks down at his his Papa suit. He looks at this body... And he's getting ready to do, like, the... the, Because he's on his tippy toes right now. He's getting ready to do the, like, let's roll this body over. And he goes, wait, nope, fuck that noise because I still have to go back outside after this. So he is going to pull off the jacket uh, and then either go get a towel, a sheet, or something to help do some splash blockage. And then he's going to roll this body over. Teddy? Yeah? If you can look just right right there, do you see it? And he's, Walt is rolling this body up into the side.
2: Yeah, and Teddy, from like behind the couch where you've come on the opposite side, you see as this body lilts forward, what looks like a book, tucked behind Eddie, between the couch and his body.
0: I'm gonna slip on one of my gardening gloves that's tucked into my apron and and pick up that book.
2: You pick up this large, leather-bound tome which looks old. Mm -hmm. You sort of leaf through it, the pages, thick, all hand-pressed, the inks and letterings in it don't jump out to you in any sort of language you'd recognize.
0: Huh. That's a weird book. Um, is there is there any English in there at all? Like, notes in the margins? Why don't you give me an occult rule? Oh, here we go. I have a little bit of a cult. Come on, Teddy. Okay, I have failed. However... I just I'm distracted. If I could just get into kind of a meditative state and push this role, then I would I would like to do sure. that. Sure.
2: It's gonna go well. Do it.
0: Did I pass by one point? <gasps> Come on. I did pass. I passed by one point. Yes.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Well, you see Teddy look at this book and then sort of look harder at this book. And <laughs> you see it's about to teeter and like fall face down in the blood and completely ruin the page in question, but Teddy just manages to keep (laughs) it. And you fall upon a dog-eared page. Uh, One that seemingly, out of all the others, have been (laughs) abused. Mm -hmm. It seems like it has a symbol on it, and the symbol is one that you immediately recognize. It was drawn in chalk on the morgue floor. Okay. Beyond that, the language on it still seems illegible to you.
3: Walt, Walt, Walt. Yeah.
0: Come take a look at this. This The symbol in this book matches what we saw in the morgue. The, this is something, a cult ritual. Uh, so, this is
2: weird. This might be too weird. Why don't you give me a sanity roll, Teddy? <laughs> I, I failed with a 77. Give me a D8 sanity.
3: <laughs> wow, I was like... playing <laughs> fast and loose with these sanity
0: rolls. Ooh, it was almost a 7, but it is a 5.
1: Up oh, here we go. Oh,
2: So I did
0: pass my intelligence check with a 22. Which is bad. Yes. Yeah.
2: I don't care about charts. Teddy, Mm -hmm. pick something that's fucking cool and just do it.
0: (laughs) He realizes that there's something bigger than them going on here. And he's, for some reason, there's like this kind of seed that's been planted in his brain that they need to get rid of this body. So what he's going to do is uh, he's going to look at Walt. And then start grabbing, like, sheets. He takes his apron off, and he's trying to roll this body up. Yeah. So that they can can carry it out. Maybe a little carpet or something. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Teddy, you have this bout of madness, and you begin frantically trying to move this body as Walt's like teetering over it. Yeah,
0: Walt, well, come on, get right in here. We got to, we got to get rid of this thing. Teddy, uh, what are you doing? No, this is like a, a ancient curse. There's something bigger than us going on here. We have to, we'll, we'll carry it out. I'm not going to burn the apartment. We talked about that. We'll carry it out. We'll burn the body, and then we'll go to Teddy, the diner. We
1: are not walking this body down that iron flight of steps into broad. We're on a public street, In Teddy. In broad,
0: what, streetlight? Yes, of course we are. Let's do this. Come on.
1: Okay, so recognizing that Teddy is no longer present, <laughs> at least a Teddy that he has grown <laughs> to love and hate, uh, I think Walt is going to take a step back and he's going to quickly get through this a moment of, okay, so Teddy is losing it and I can't afford to have Teddy lose it. I need to get Teddy back somehow. So... Here's some fun shit that I've never actually tried before, Cthulhu fans. I actually took high psychoanalysis for the barber who does like therapy talk in the chair.
2: Nice. <laughs> but oh, I've wow.
1: never actually used psychoanalysis in a game to reduce sanity, stop about a madness or anything like that.
2: Yeah, Walt, you see that. Give me a roll. Uh, he is going to kneel.
1: Teddy? Yeah, okay. Teddy? You can wear my gloves. Teddy? I need you to look at me, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. Uh, hey, Teddy, what color are my eyes? Uh, brown. What's your favorite flower?
0: Oh, that's such an interesting question. It really depends on the context.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about a context where everything feels like it's out of your control?
0: Uh, probably gardenia.
1: Gardenia. Okay. That brings you what when you're feeling that things are out of your control?
0: Uh, it's just kind of a, a calm.
1: It brings you calm.
0: Pacified. Yeah.
1: Pacified. What's beneath your feet right now, Teddy? Blood. And what's the last thing you ate?
0: Pie. But it was rhubarb. They didn't have the
1: apple pie. Because apple pie is your favorite, right?
0: Oh, it's so good. Have you ever had an Alamode? I,
1: I haven't. I, I haven't. That's And what's the name of your cat, Teddy?
0: Uh, Catalepsy. Catalepsy. Catalepsy likes apple pie Alamode, too.
1: And, Teddy, what are you doing right now? And he's going to roll this psychoanalysis to see how he does.
2: Yeah, give me a roll with a bonus, because I think you I, you did really good.
1: Yes! That is a hard success. Nice. Wow.
2: Amazing, yeah. Cool. Teddy, Walt snaps you out of it. How?
0: Really, talking about the flowers kind of started him coming out of the bout, but then the pie really grounded him, thinking that, you know what, we need to get back to the diner and see if the apple pie's ready. And if I take this body out and try to burn it, that's going to eat up like another hour. So why, why delay the pie? I mean, trying to, like, he's rational now. Like, we need to get that pie. Amazing. I think that's how psychoanalysis works in real Get life. The Get pie. the pie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works now, damn it.
0: Pie wins all.
3: <laughs> Walt is like the unsung pioneer of mindfulness.
2: Pioneer? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Job. The pie whisperer. Yeah, Walt, you uh, successfully snapped Teddy out of his, his little spiral. And, uh, Teddy, you look down yeah. at your now blood-soaked hands and, like, blood-soaked trousers. And you're like...
0: Oh, God. Uh... I, I, sorry, Walt, I don't know what i was what I was thinking. um you know this might be hard for you to believe, but sometimes I get carried away uh with whatever's going on, and I uh, kind of lose my senses, but we we should just leave the body here the way we found it, yeah, take the book, right I'll take the book.
1: we'll take the book, and hey, you don't need to apologize. Where's your apron? You still have that on?
0: uh, he's kind of half rolled up in it, okay, the body, yeah.
3: Teddy does feel like the kind of guy that has his name written on his underwear and his aprons, and you know <laughs> yes. what I mean?
2: Monday, <laughs> so, uh, Tuesday.
1: Teddy, this, is, uh, this isn't this is me being insensitive, but you can't go back outside covered in blood. However, I might be able to stretch your apron into being a butcher apron if you can put it back on.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 we can do that.
1: Um, you okay with that? Can you put that apron back on? I,
0: I think so. Okay. And he'll, he'll kind of start to unroll...
2: Yeah, it's like sticky and dripping and it's just like, you know, all over the place. You like unfurrow, like and like a whole wall just goes of like blood. <laughs>
0: of, like, <laughs> <six> <laughs> all over wall. <laughs> Dodge.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I dodged it.
0: Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put it back on and say butcher. Butcher bloom.
1: Yeah. Butcher.
0: Yeah. I actually have good knife skills too, maybe for another time.
1: Don't you live at your flower shop? Yes. Let's go get a change of clothes and then go to the diner. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, and we can maybe, like, bundle up some gardenias. It's a good idea.
2: Walt and Teddy, you exit Eddie Horton's apartment and descend the iron steps to the cold night and leave the bookstore behind you. Return to the flower shop with a change of clothes and meet up with Cecilia and Albert at the same diner, the Blue Devil Cafe. It's now about 10.30 at night.
0: Well, the reason I had to tell Catalepsy about the blood is because Catalepsy doesn't ever see me covered in blood, so I just wanted to explain the situation. I know it's a cat, but it's kind of like Catalepsy's my child. I mean, it's just us in the flower shop all day. Well, uh, sorry if that freaked you out.
1: Nope, it's totally fine, Teddy. You know everything is fine. I just and the look he is giving Cecilia when he breaks in that door so is was like.
2: Yeah, Cecilia and Albert, you hear this nattering. N- you are sitting in the booth, and you hear Teddy walk up, just bumbling to himself. And uh, the two approach the booth, and the four of you are reunited once again.
4: Teddy, weren't you wearing a different suit? I was.
0: I was uh, in my work clothes, and now I'm not. Uh, you know that Eddie Horton we checked up on? Uh, well, he's dead. Huh. His his body was uh, pretty mutilated, and... um. I slipped and we, you know, kind of, my clothes were all messy, so we went home and changed. But we found a book under the body that, um, he just puts it on the table.
2: Yeah, with a heavy thump, this book sort of lands between the four of you.
0: And he'll open it to the dog-eared page to see if they make the connection on their own.
1: From what we can tell, this was maybe the boyfriend. It sounds like they had a baby. Eli, maybe, isn't it? Okay, you guys are nodding like you know this information too? Okay.
3: Yeah, um, Mr. Paddock told us about um, Leanne and Eddie uh, had a child. Um, Mr. Paddock sent the child off to an orphanage, the Longdale House. Uh, we have an address for it. Mm. Um, it sounds like that was the reason that Leanne took her own life.
4: I don't know about you folks, but I reckon that Leanne seems to be, I don't know, driven. She's... I reckon if she's doing anything at the moment, she's going to go back for her son. We know where that son is. She knows where that son is. We've got one big advantage over her, which is we've got a car. Hmm. I say we go there as soon as we finish our pie.
3: Yes. He feels closer to Albert than ever. <laughs> we don't have time for pie. I think we should leave oh, immediately. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, we we got the last of the apple pie. This stuff is. Just great. like shoveling
3: shoveling apple pie into her mouth really this fast. A good apple pie. It's yeah. amazing. This is the best apple pie I've ever
0: had. Almost monstrously, Teddy looks over to Cecilia and goes, Shut up, Cecilia <laughs> <laughs> when she suggests leaving the pie. Excuse me? I'm so sorry. I just wanted to like a to place an order, just another slice. Uh, to no, keep no, us no, going. T-
4: Teddy. I'm sorry. We oh, got the last of the apple pie. Okay, it's okay.
1: <laughs> Walt knows that he's on the edge. The look he's giving Cecilia and Albert, like, don't try. Can y'all not try him right now? Y'all don't know what I just went through with this boy. P- Please don't try do you, him. Anymore. Can I just?
3: Do you mind if I finish your slice, Cecilia? You go right ahead. There's still a little ice cream on there as well. They told me they didn't have any earlier.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops, Teddy. As you're eating the last bit of ice cream from Cecilia's plate, your recent bout of madness has sort of made you look at the book with a different sort of eye. You glance at the text and spin it so that it's facing you once again. Why don't you give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll?
3: Come on,
1: Teddy. Let me do that. Scott's going
0: to try to
2: make editor. me push
0: this roll.
3: We're all going to make oh, you push yeah. this roll. Yeah. Obviously,
0: push it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend the luck to get there. Um. So I rolled a forty. I'm gonna spend thirty five luck. Whoa! Thirty
1: five points of luck. Worth it.
2: Nice. Can't wait to make you roll Big luck. Spender.
0: Yeah. Just do, do some group luck rolls. I'm gonna be uh, at
2: fifteen luck now, but it's worth it. I, I want to know something about what's going on here. Amazing. Yeah, Teddy. You study these pages with a bizarre feeling that washes over you, almost a whispering in your ear. It seems to rotate around your head. Start off as a low growl, and a shiver runs up your spine as these words, seemingly unable to be understood at first, begin to sort of make sense to you. Small as they will, the pages speak about resurrection the idea of bringing those who have passed back to life. But there are caveats at the bottom of the page there are a number of descriptors that refer to other pages in the book that you're not entirely sure what they mean exactly you flip to those reflective pages and titles are meaningless to you they have bizarre words that despite you're now kind of vaguely understanding nothing seems to jump out although one of them a vastress sort of ruminates on your tongue feels comfortable to the word and before you realize it, everyone's sort of staring at you, waiting for you to finish talking
0: Yeah, I think I got a little pie on the page too as I really got into it Yeah, you
2: Um, did. Yeah, right on like the most important part too. Yeah. resurrection. How to stop the
0: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't realize he was saying any of that aloud, so he's just kind of taking in their reaction as he slowly brings the fork to his mouth
4: I, I don't care what that goddamn book says. We can't be dealing with someone bringing back the dead here. I, you know, I know a lot of weird shit has happened, right? All the stuff in the morgue and, you know, that that dead body, the, uh, the dead boy and stuff like that, but we're not seriously talking about someone bringing back the dead, right? I mean, this is... The boy goes around there, he's got these ideas from this stupid book, and yeah you know, he finds Leanne there. Leanne's not as dead as everyone makes out. Maybe she's lost a bit of blood. People think she's dead. She's angry. He takes her home then she she's confused by all the blood loss and maybe she uh, she gets angry. she kills him yeah you, know, you can't you can't just draw something in chalk and light some candles and yeah, you know, someone who's dead gets up again. That just, that just doesn't make sense, right? The symbol matches. I mean, but we're going to the
0: same place no matter what we believe, right? We need to go to this orphanage.
1: We're going to the same place no matter what we believe. So, Albert, Cecilia, we didn't, we didn't get into a whole lot of details about the the scene with the boy, but it wasn't just that we found his body. He was mauled. Something tore out his throat. Something tore out his entire abdomen.
0: I will add that I failed a sanity check after I understood the Cthulhu mythos of the tome. Take
2: three sanity.
1: I love that it sounded like four before we threw it. Oh, it's not
2: a roll? Take 1d4 sanity. (laughs) Okay, that's not too bad. Plus three.
1: (laughs) 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 That was so good.
0: Uh, oh, it's just a one, so I am still
2: hanging in there. Yeah, you're great. You're great. As far as one helped.
1: fifth, the pie. We're the pie, is, the pie it's pie like helped. it's
0: like Popeye's spinach. She's ready to go yeah. now,
2: Popeye. With that, the four of you finish your coffees, pay your bill, and head off into Albert's car to drive north to the Longdale House. Who pay for the pie. <laughs> they
0: actually bring a, they bring out a whole pie in a box to the car uh, that I had ordered on the way out.
2: Yeah, it's just like yeah. period. Teddy's paying. Fucking awesome.
4: <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High
1: quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com/aintslayed or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.